0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to this edition of the Bench Bro Sports Podcast. We're glad you could join us today as we're a bunch of sports junkies debating about the hottest topics going around in the world of sports. I'm your host, Wesley and Joining me today are Brandon Farrell and Anthony Frattini. Guys, what's up,
1: what up, what up,
0: what up, what up? What up, boys? The usual. It's How's a freaking beautiful day. I love it. I think we're done with terrible weather now. I'm hoping so, man. I spent literally my whole day outside today. So, I'm cool with it.
1: Yeah, don't send that shit down
0: this way. <laughs> it's Well, at least it's nice by you almost every day, unless it rains. Nah,
1: wow, well, man, it's been shitty here for the past
0: week. Well, it's got to be summer, and then it rains the whole time down in Tampa now.
1: <laughs> yeah, Florida. Well, it's just about just a about rain season.
0: Florida rain, just sunny one minute, then torrential downpour the next.
1: Yo, so there was a, a, a hurricane in Tom's River? Uh, tornado tornado. oh
0: yeah really yeah Yeah, so so this was i want to say it was tuesday afternoon i'm sitting home i think i may have been on facetime or i'll call brian and uh he's like dude what is that he's like am i we can hit by a tornado right now he goes it sounds like there's a like a freight train coming over my house right now and i'm like well, yeah, I hear it. I, it's pretty nasty out there. I'm not gonna lie, but um, it didn't hit by my house. It hit close to Brian's house, so that's where they got some damage. I saw a video online. He sent me. Um, did it touch it the a, ground? <coughs> I don't know if it was a legit tornado like that, but it it tore up the backyard. the The fence was down. Trees were down. It looked pretty bad. That's interesting. New wow, York didn't right. get anything. What's up? By you or Brian? By Brian, close to Brian. So I heard it, but um, he got most of it. Like not his house, but over by uh Tom's or East. That's interesting. New York didn't get anything, dude. New York, no room for tornado to touchdown. That's guys, dude. Last everywhere. year we had a tornado warning. In the yeah, uh, yeah was, probably the tornadoes warning, are but...
1: like that. Man, they just they fucking, they'll go through like a little section of a town or something and be gone.
0: Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, there was another video. It uh there was a truck with a trailer on the back. Um and it just pushed it it literally pushed the truck down the road. The guy wasn't in the truck and it pushed the truck and the trailer down the road. This is all on video too, so this wasn't fake. Wow. So I mean, you know, tornadoes can hit everywhere. Yeah, even uh starting in Miami. So wanna talk about the Dolphins draft? <laughs> Well, yeah, let's, no. talk, let's talk some of the – the draft is officially over. It just ended a minute ago. So Mr. Relevant was announced by the Giants. Uh, they picked the Georgia linebacker. So there you go, Brandon. So anyway – so anyway, the Jay NFL Crowder. Draft, Jay Crowder, yeah. The NFL draft was virtual this time from Goodell's basement and everyone else's uh, living rooms. But before we go into the actual picks, let's talk about the setup. Some of these NFL GMs is house need some work on because, like, some of the carpets I was seeing were awful. It was really no. nice.
1: Brandon, were you going to say something? <laughs> That's my pot. No, no, no. I wasn't. Go uh-huh. ahead.
0: So you had Cliff Kingsbury that looked like he bought a modern house from like The Bachelor. Just one. Of the I least. think he. Re- I think he rented that house just for the draft. He probably got it from Ryan Gosling. Like that's what he looked like. Probably. So you had that. You had Mike Zimmer that literally looked like he owned. He owned a. What, what? He was going resort. Hunting. <laughs> yeah, it looked like he was going hunting. The fact that he had like like, cast iron fireplace and it said Zimmer's Ranch, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want that house. That's my favorite house. Probably made out of brick. Super trailer. Ding, and and then you had what? Bill Belichick's dog. Yeah, it was funny. For for Bill Belichick, the six rings. He has a terrible kitchen and dining room. Yo, these yellow. So. A lot of these people, they care. The coaches care more about the team than they do their houses, than they do a lot of things. Not saying that the players or the coaches, the GMs don't have nice houses, but I mean, look at Belichick's house. He, yeah, the table was like old school wooden table with the dog, and it was, he didn't have like <laughs> ten foot, twenty foot ceilings. It was just a normal house. Yeah, you also had Mike Vrabel with the three. Are those his, Were those his sons? One was like frozen, The other was like just standing there. You had John Gruden literally have his whole entire draft board behind him on camera with his son. That's a bodybuilder just standing there ready to do some CrossFit. I thought uh, – what's his name? I thought Goodell's basement looked cool. I yeah, it was, it was perfect. He felt a bit off. Who, Goodell? Yeah. the scoring, mispronouncing everything. At one point, he tried to air hug somebody. The thing I noticed is every single time that he was going to call a pick, he said to the fans virtually, he goes, let's hear it, so-and-so. He's like, come on. And that was it to every single team, every single fan of the team.
1: He was announcing the draft
0: type, and he gave the Vegas the 2020 draft, which was this year's draft (laughs) instead of 2022. He just felt off. Yeah, the whole stuff diff-
1: kind of felt off. Just watching everybody in their house, it was it was uh, kind of weird.
0: You know what was interesting? Hearing these. Um, well, there's two points I want to make. But the first one was all these draftees come from like luxury houses. Like the living rooms looked. Aw- if you saw Tua's room, it was like Tua's all crazy. Room. Yeah, Samoan kid. And like you would so hear like you- stories that like these draftees come from like harsh times and they're living in like a living room that has a huge couch with like pictures everywhere. Well, look and at, look at for the spiral, Joe, their case, Joe Burrow. You couldn't get more suburban than his house. And also, uh, who was it? Joe Burrow and, uh, Justin Herbert. It was literally just a couch, a chair and a TV. There was nothing crazy in their house at all.
1: To his house looked like a, a, a shack out in Hawaii.
0: It looked like a sun. And,
1: and nobody looked happy on his couch. Nobody looked <laughs> happy at all.
0: <laughs>
1: that's, that, that's that Samoan serious face. Well, he's, got, he's
0: got 20 family members. So, like, that would, they were around in the house somewhere. You knew they were behind the camera. But they had to show mom and dad and pops, obviously. He seemed happy, wearing their garnets and everything. I just was really surprised how everyone looked like they had really good houses. Like I, I was very impressed, and a lot of good furniture too. Yeah, I definitely,
1: uh, I definitely got interior decorating inspired when I was watching that draft. <laughs> Honestly,
0: I, I was like, man, you know, that's I, I like Mike Simmers. I think Mike Simmers is style. Awesome. I think the Baltimore Ravens GM did it from his daughter's room. So it was like all pink with all of this uh, draft stuff everywhere. And had like dolls. See, that's it's interesting. Nuts. It's interesting from a fan perspective that we get to see, you know, what their houses look like, how they keep their house, how they do their work. And uh, whereas if we are watching on TV, everybody's just at the whole venue where it's it's not like that, you know? Yeah. So it was pretty cool to see sean mcveigh literally looked like his house i don't know if you saw his, his cut but like he had a view of los Angeles behind and he was like yeah. on, on the hill like i would love yeah, to be his a rams cool. coach this <laughs> is really cool if i could coach one place would probably be i don't know it's really tough new england i love boston but I would want to be somewhere warm, so maybe honestly Tampa or uh, San Diego. Yeah, but now it's now it's L.A. Chargers. So I mean, another another thing about away, the draft but... that I hated watching, like the coverage on day two, was that every single time a draftee got picked, they had to show their like most dreadful story right after like the best moment of their lives. It was like, oh, this kid got picked by the Chargers. By the way, his mom had leukemia and passed away in 2004. Like, why are you going to do that, ESPN? I I think it's just for for, uh, motivation so people can see how they got to where they are now. I guess because a lot of people think it's just go to practice, practice hard, come home and then repeat that until you make it to the NFL. But so it's I think they an
1: interesting in- factor for,
0: like, a big moment in, like, the kid's life. You're like, oh, I'm happy for this kid. Oh, I feel shit for him now, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree I agree with you for sure. I'm just saying from a perspective for other people, probably maybe look at it as a I think they showed, like, Kenneth it. Murray, like, to save somebody's life. <laughs> <laughs> who? Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. I think it was Kenneth Murray who was, like, performed CPR and saved somebody's
1: life. Oh, I see Man, that. why do they, they, they always need a backstory for something? I mean, I was getting annoyed watching the draft because when it would say the pick is in, they're still talking about the previous pick for another two or three minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here is Roberto well, Luongo said it best. The uh, what's it called the Florida goaltender. He said,
0: "Just hurry up. Why do you need to wait seven minutes? So you know who you're going to pick. Just just at least bring it down to maybe three minutes until every player gets picked.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous how long it is. Yeah, well anyway,
0: let's talk about the draft. So it was pretty much chalk for the first few picks. We had Joe Burrow going one. I heard an interesting stat though. It's like the pick that the Bengals made, the pick after it ends up being like eight Hall of Famers. So like historically. So like that's talking an about incredible s- stat. Second pick? Like the pick the pick after the Bengals <laughs> pick. There's been eight Hall of Famers. I could see it. Chase Young. That's a crazy stat. So, yeah, you got Chase Young going to Washington. Okuda going to um, Detroit. Andrew, I want to go into New York. Go ahead, Brandon. I know you're to.
1: I want to say this before Anthony says it. Uh, The first three players picked in the draft were all teammates at Ohio State. So, before Anthony gets to say it, I want to say it.
0: That is correct.
1: That is correct. There
0: is a picture of Joe Burrow working out in the Ohio State weight room on ASAP. I forget the rest of the uh, Instagram, but yes, three Ohio State guys, all first, three picks. Yeah, but Joe Burrow won a championship with LSU, so uh, there you go. So anyway, you had Tua get picked by the Dolphins. The Dolphins, in fact, did tank for Tua. Then Justin Herbert going to the Chargers. I mean, it was pretty chalk at that point. Then you had seven, Derek Brown going to the Panthers. Eight, Isaiah Simmons, which was kind of the first shocker of the night. Nine, C.J. Henderson going to the Jags. And Jedrick Wills going to the ten. So, solid top ten. I mean, the prospects that were supposed to go in the top ten pretty much did. So, any opinions uh, on any of those picks?
1: yeah. No uh, number four, the Giants pick. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense?
0: Here comes the Giants
1: um, bashing network. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who is this dude, and why did he go number one? Like the Giants always throw a monkey wrench in one of these in these drafts. I mean, Daniel Jones number one last year, and now an offensive lineman nobody's ever heard of, and people saying he he's not he he wasn't the best one to choose from. So I, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. I think they could have picked a little bit better. So Andrew.
0: You guys got Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Now, you know, you guys know how long I've been backing up Georgia football for. And the past year, they really didn't play up to the expectation that I thought. Um, just struggling in and out of games. But overall, Jake Fromm, he was healthy with this offensive line. And um, he's a big body, this guy, Andrew Thomas. 6'5, 315, Georgia player. He's He can definitely. He's going to be able to do great for for the Giants and be able to um, protect Daniel Jones for sure. So he is a good pick. The only thing is you guys I mean, you guys probably had a lot of holes in your team. A lot of the teams have a lot of holes where they need to pick players. But did you guys need to pick? And I don't know because I'm not a Giants fan. So I don't really follow them. But do they need was it smart to pick a offensive line, offensive lineman in the first round? Versus picking somebody else. Well, I can answer that because your your defense was awful last year, but your offensive line has been awful for five years. <laughs> You'll know want Daniel Jones Wes, gets, are,
1: are, gets as much as Eli Manning. Our defense has been awful for five years. I have not seen an outstanding. They were Giants top defense. ten a couple of years ago when they made the playoffs. They were in the top ten. We've always had an issue with the secondary. That's true. So always, this, it was never. I mean, we've always. I mean, not always, but I mean, we've always had a pretty solid defensive line. Linebackers have been solid, but our secondary just gives up way too many big plays, and we've seen it game after game after game. And that's why the Giants lose so many close games, either by a field goal or a touchdown. It's because of their defense and their secondary giving up big plays. So the, I think they they could have done better as far as their as far as drafting in that first round and their first pick. They should have went cornerback.
0: Well, they did get Xavier McKinney, the good safety out of Alabama, who was regarded as the best safety in the draft um, by some. So they kind of improved on that. I know that's kind of jumping ahead. But anything else in the top 10 that surprised you? I, I thought. You know, it was the two in the Justin thing. It was back and forth. We knew it was going to be the Chargers and the Dolphins all along. Isaiah Simmons to the Cardinals is kind of surprising because the Cardinals have the same issue as the Giants. Their wine is terrible. But they get a good playmaker. And, you know, Jacksonville's just – I guess Jacksonville's and New England are in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes because New England didn't pick a quarterback at all in this draft. But – and you gotta give credit to the Jets; they picked an offensive line too, where they could have easily picked a receiver at 11. But then Henry Ruggs became the first receiver off the board by Raiders, which you're like, okay, that's a Raiders pick. Then you had Tristan Wirfs from Tampa, Javion Kinlaw to uh, 49ers, Jerry Judy, regarded as the best receiver to draft, went to the Broncos. I'm so happy for that. And then AJ Terrell to the Falcons. CD Lamb ended up going to the Cowboys. So, were you shocked about the receivers how they've kind of fell out? I'm ecstatic with Judy going to the freaking Broncos. That was awesome. Who's throwing to him though, Drew Luck? Yeah. So, I mean, you could have got any receiver that you could pick in this draft in the first round. You got a good pick. A lot of guys from Alabama, um, Clemson, Clemson. Yeah, so you either way you went, even Oklahoma with CD Lamb, either you, anywhere you went, you would have got a good receiver in the first round. Yeah, so honestly, I think it just comes down to getting to know the guy before you draft him, which they do. I think I'm sure they do a little bit. They talk to him here and there, and then they, obviously their pro days or the combine, they get to know him a little bit better and see how they're really going to fit into the team, and then trusting the management um, from the GM and up. Um, on making the right decision to bring them to the team, <sighs> a lot of good offensive linemen too, man. These are some big dudes. The guy from Louisville, six seven three sixty four. Good for Dad. Sam Darnold. So, yeah, for real, man. He these guys they need they need to be protected. Then Tristan, you, we posted a video on uh, on our website. or oh, not on on our website on our Facebook of him jumping out of a pool. At six five three twenty, this is Tristan Worfs from uh, Iowa. Now it's hard to jump out of a pool in general, no less be six hundred six five three hundred twenty pounds pulling all that weight out of the pool. So super explosive, probably going to be a beast for the for uh, the Buccaneers to protect Brady. But um, I'll talk a little bit about Tua being a Dolphins fan is yeah a lot Bill, of people I, heard, I kind of blushed over that a lot of people are pumped about it but i really don't i, I honestly rather have seen somebody else go to the dolphins and it's not because i don't like Tua, but but injuries he's had it were really big especially the dislocated hip i mean you need your legs to move and this it starts in the pelvis and that hip that ball and socket area and it's crazy for that hip to come out of it when he dug his knee into the ground it popped out he got hurt so um it's just i don't know man he's he's a little bit smaller he's had a big surgery and we know what it's like to play in the nfl and this guy just needs complete protection from the left side of the line all the way to the right 100 percent protection because if he doesn't and he goes down again this guy being smaller that he is you know, your first round pick could be almost a waste. And I want to want to see that because I think he's got potential, but I don't know, man. Everybody who goes to the Dolphins, it's, they just never make it out. They never make it out to be anybody. And like I said, it comes down from coaching and uh, management. Brandon, well, you you want to jump in on the tour going to the Dolphins? Do you think that's a good fit or are you kind of on the ant? You're a bit worried um
1: it did it did surprise me that he did go so early in the draft um i I didn't think that he would based on like anthony said his injuries uh he's definitely got a ton of potential and i mean we saw his workouts after his dislocated hip and he you know he recovered from it but this is the nfl they're bigger guys he's got to get stronger he's got to get faster i mean he's definitely got potential but who's on the dolphins coaching him who's gonna bring him up to his full potential that's the question.
0: And Brian um, Flores yeah. can't do everything. So,
1: Well, Brian, Brian Flores is a defensive coach. I mean, we saw, you know, he's a defensive-minded coach. Um, either yep. way, the Dolphins needed a quarterback. I think Tua was the right choice over Justin Herbert, if you ask me. Um, so I, I think he'll be fine as long as he stays healthy. And let's let's not get to mixed up like this whole process Tua was the better quarterback over Justin
0: Herbert it, like 100% healthy you would go with Tua all day long it's just the health concerns that are the biggest question mark and they picked a bunch of they picked the tackle with their second pick in Austin Jackson they also picked uh Robert Hunt from Louisiana as a guard they're improving the offensive line a little bit but they also have Ryan Fitzpatrick in there that can start day 1 Go on, because I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, no matter how good Tua could be in training camp, he's still got a lot to learn in that Miami um, offense. So go ahead with the veteran Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let him take the beatings unsupposedly. And uh, whenever Tua is ready to be an NFL quarterback, throw him in there.
1: So I have a feeling that with this Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua situation – We're going to see a lot of what happened in Tampa Bay when Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick were kind of swapping in and out of games. One would do bad, they'd come out. The other one would do bad, they'd swap him out. And I'm not saying it's going to be the same instance, but like you said, for Tua not to take as much of a beating, they might be swapping him in and out with Fitzpatrick in games. The
0: NFL is just a different breed. I say this all the time. It's
1: much faster. It's much more physical.
0: And to come into a game like that, with already previous injuries like such, it just worries me, man, because I just know with the body of, you know, after having an injury, it's something so big, it's hard to bounce back. And at a hundred percent that you were before. I mean, he's still young. He's he's probably healthy now, of course, but uh, he's not, you know, he's not a big defensive lineman. He's a quarterback. So he's going to be rushing. He's going to be under pressure. It's just – and same thing with Brandon said is just being who's going to coach this guy, who's going to bring him up to his full potential. Um,
1: I've seen a lot of great I, quarterbacks out of college not live up to their full potential because of what teams they play for.
0: Yeah, and Dolphins,
1: they're just no – there's just
0: no for that. And look at uh, – So are the Tannehill. Jets. But look at Ryan Tannehill, a guy that I always believed in. Ever since he came to the, to the league, I always believed in him. I still have my – Ryan Tannehill jersey. I'm not going to get rid of when he was on Dolphins because I, I always liked him. I thought he was always a great quarterback, but I just thought that he did not get the time he needed in the pocket, and he had nothing really to work with. Um, not as far as receivers, but his the whole team was just not there. The energy is just not there. They just they're just they're missing something. So I think Tua is either going to be a really good quarterback. Or a bust. I don't think there's going to be any in between for him. And like you said, West, I think he's just going to sit underneath Ryan Fitzpatrick until the day comes.
1: Yeah, it should be
0: the way Miami should approach this thing. But um, continuing on, I mean, every team was making good picks. You had CD Lamb to the Cowboys, which was a big Jerry Jones pick right there. He made that pick from his yacht, which was sure. like, his yacht looked like. A uh, living room that was in the mansion, too. So, like Jerry Jones is living on money. So, anyway, going through the rest of the first round, then the Eagles, made, <laughs> the Eagles fans just went crazy with their pick with Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson.
1: And then- I was just, I wanted to bring that up. That, that, I don't, I mean, the, 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 the game Justin Jefferson had in the championship game, how could you not? I, I mean, he should have been the first receiver off the board just seeing the way he played. He was uncoverable. A.J. Terrell could not cover him.
0: That is very true, and he went first. And he's – The thing with Justin Jefferson, too, is after he gets the ball, man, he gets sprint. He is quick. And what a steal for the Vikings, too. So to get him right after that. For real. To replace Stephon Diggs. He's a Stephon Diggs type of receiver, too. So he'll fit in very well to be opposite of Adam Thielen.
1: He's a deep threat.
0: Who knows what they want to make him into, though? You know, he may be.
1: He was a majority slot receiver. So, like, is he going to play on the outside? Probably not because Adam Thielen's more of an outside guy, so they'll probably put him in the slot.
0: Yeah. And then we get to Green Bay. 26 pick with Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers went on a pot, uh, went on the Pat McAfee show earlier was like, "Yeah, it could be nice if they picked the skill guy here." Well, the skill guy ended up being the quarterback. What do you think of this pick, the Utah State Aggie going to back up Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? <laughs>
1: well, you know Rodgers isn't happy about it.
0: Oh, absolutely not. I wouldn't either. I mean, I would that love to see it. 3 and 13. They made it to the NFC Championship game and got literally ran over by the 49ers. I forgot how many rushing yards they gave the 49ers that day. But literally this is a team that's in win now mode and they go ahead and pick a quarterback and not improve any of the needs that they needed at all at like a wide receiver or corner or linebacker. None of those. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, they have Devontae Adams, right? They still have him. Yeah, but they need another guy besides him. He can't do all the work. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I don't I know. This before you guys go, I'm going to say this is another Tom Brady situation with New England that's going to happen this year. And you know Aaron Rodgers is short-tempered that he will be like voice everything that he says. He's not going to hold
1: anything back. Yeah, so, just real quick, two things. Uh, the new Rams logo, every time I look at it, it just gets uglier. <laughs> yeah, um, and number two, this kind of blew my mind: uh, Jalen Hurts in the second round to the Eagles. Yeah, that that blew why? my mind. Even more. And that have- that to
0: see
1: the scene of reaction of Eagles fans was hysterical. It's like, why do we need a quarterback? They don't. And that's the thing: they got Carson Wentz, who is the future. You don't need Jalen Hurts sitting behind Carson Wentz. And didn't they just pay this guy hundred
0: million? I I feel like the yeah. NFL is just like I feel like the NFL. They see these good players and they say, "Oh, we can't pass up on them. We just need them." Honestly, unless they're going
1: to use per round, unless they're going to use Jalen Hurts as some kind of trade bait as uh, as as time goes on, I just that 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 doesn't make any sense. You don't need a quarterback at all. I understand Carson Wentz has his injuries, but a rookie quarterback to back him up just is. It's not the right move, in my opinion.
0: The first round, first pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Joe Burrow to sit under Tom Brady.
1: Pretty much. (laughs) It's pretty much what it is. A talented quarterback that's ready to play, and they got to sit under somebody. That's the thing, man. Let these guys play. There's
0: so many of them. Like Joe Burrow, he's probably going to start, but then think about Tua. He could probably play in a team, but he's going to – Like I said, injuries kind of concern me. Justin Herbert, he'll probably start, hopefully. But... um, I don't know. Justin Hurts needs to learn a lot more to be a good NFL quarterback. Well, I think he has the potential to definitely play a couple games. I don't know about a whole season under under some teams that are definitely better. But, yeah, I definitely agree he needs to keep learning. They all do, but... What we're saying here, even Jalen Hurts, like you said, he's going to sit under, sit underneath Carson and Wentz. I mean, we knew Jalen Hurts was going to go to some place who had an established quarterback. He wasn't someone that jumped off the charts that was going to compete for a starting job right away. I was thinking more under like the England, New England, or like the Pittsburgh type of teams. But to see Philadelphia, they, they got to think in the front office that, hey, Wentz is so injury prone that we need to worry about who our backup quarterback is. Just in case, we run into it again this year. It's been three consecutive years that Carson Wentz has been out with the injury and didn't finish the rest of the season. One was the Super Bowl, and the other was uh, um, when Nick Foles was in the playoff game against the Saints, and the other was last year with Josh McCown coming in in the playoff game. So you really got to address your backup quarterback, and they really thought that Jalen Hurts was a top priority to get. Which I don't blame. I just,
1: them. They need to. A little premature, if you ask me. I mean, they could have went with a different position. They need help in the defense too. Yeah, they do. Was, I
0: thought it was still so premature,
1: and I didn't expect them to make the pick at all. And I don't agree with it, especially
0: with your needs at cornerback and line. They don't even have a linebacker, I don't think. But anyway, it's like New England, Philly's got to worry about Carson Wentz now. It seems like he's the top priority. Is like. Is he going to be injured or is he going to be healthy all season? Like they're starting to worry about that to where it could be a troublesome for Carson Wentz. Yeah. I, uh, I can't stop looking at this LA Rams logo either. Uh, Who created this logo?
1: (laughs) A Disney, a Disney creator or something. Because it doesn't even fit
0: in with the NFL. Every other team has a logo and then you have LA. Shannon said it best. She was like, it looks like a community college logo. Which it does. It really,
1: it really it does. does.
0: <laughs> Dude, just looks stupid. Like Not even trying to get off topic here, but Brandon, you mentioned it too. It just looks dumb. I'd demand a, f- a goddamn trade if I played for the LA Rams right now, man.
1: <laughs> looks well, like they- a
0: soccer team, like a Major League Soccer team logo. It does. Well, for the first pick that they made, they went and drafted a running back, Cam Akers, out of Florida State to replace Todd Gurley. I mean, that, that Rams team feels like it's going to be – down at the bottom of the NFC West, like 6-10, and 10, maybe 5-11. I I'd feel oh, like no. Arizona's
1: a little better than them now. Who? Arizona. Oh, Arizona, for sure. Man, they just – they got Kyler Murray. They added that um, Justin Jackson on defense. They got the, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Isaiah. I mean, they got a great running back. Yeah, Kenyon Drake had an outstanding season last year, and he's going to continue that. The Cardinals are going to be a really strong team. That division is strong. Look at the whole division. You got San Francisco, which, by the way, John Lynch knows what
0: the hell he's doing. He can put together a freaking team. He was making moves today, trading away uh, Marquise Goodwin and Matt Breida for, like, little picks. Jarathon Javon Kinlaw to replace uh the fourth Buckner with their first overall pick, getting a wide receiver out of Arizona State who has the potential to be a good number one target. I mean they're they're doing all the right moves to be at the top for a very long time.
1: Now, one thing about the forty ers is they do they, they don't have a true number one wide receiver.
0: No, they have the um what's his name? Last year that who broke out. He had a really good year. Uh nineteen You're-
1: is it?
0: Pitts, you're not thinking of Pitts, are you? No, 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 because I drafted Pitts in my fantasy league and he sucked. Yeah, God, um, he really he... good.
1: Okay, I don't know. Oh, Debo Samuel. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just, he's not a true number one to me. He, he's oh. a great slot receiver, but and they
0: traded for Trent Williams today after the news that Joe Staley was retiring.
1: Staley retired yeah no, not sure Staley <laughs> they well, he was the offensive line.
0: well, they traded Trent- Wo- for Trent Williams, who you know didn't want to play for the Redskins, and he was all pro, so that totally benefits him there, and it was only for a fifth round pick and the third round next year, of course well, you are uh Brandon, you were getting. Benjamin Victor from Ohio State as a free agent. And not just because I'm an Ohio State fan, but he You're you're not Ohio he's State good.
1: anymore, Ant, Let's face it.
0: You're an Oregon fan, man. Yeah. No, I'm a
1: NASCAR fan. <laughs> True expansion. Yeah, Nascar, NASCAR doesn't exist anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm sad about it. I watched Daytona five hundred highlights today. Well, let's go through some like uh tidbits of the draft. Um, Carolina literally drafted all defensive players with every single one of their picks. It went all in the defensive side of the ball, which was pretty cool in my mind being a defensive guy, seeing that it's like, yeah. So 14 LSU tigers that's tied for the most ever, um, to go from one school in the draft. I think the SEC set a record too. so many SEC guys got drafted. Um, for prospects, I liked, but KJ Hill, he went seventh round to um, the Chargers. Surprising, honestly, Which really surprising. He uh, was really good in his in the uh, in the uh, what was it called combine? Yeah, and senior bull. And KJ Hamler went to the Denver Broncos. Broncos went wide receiver, wide receiver. I love the Broncos draft. They did a good job. I felt like they reached for the Iowa corner, but hey, they got the best center in the country from LSU. It just felt like there were so many Clemson and LSU guys and Bama guys just going right back right after another. That You got a good pick with Jerry back. Judy. Jerry Judy I'm so excited He's, he's going to help. Any, any Bama player, honestly, Bama players are some of the best players in the NFL. I, uh, but you don't hear Bama wide receivers, but like the ones you do, they're like Amari Cooper and uh Julio, Julio Jones. Jones. Yeah. So it it's fantastic the that Jerry Judy ranked number 1 in my eyes too fell the to 15. I think the Cowboys had a great draft too getting CD Lamb and then getting um uh Diggs the corner from Alabama. What really surprised me was Damon Arnett From Ohio State, I personally, I don't think he's a first-rounder. No way. Because he he made a lot of mistakes at Ohio State sometimes, whether it was penalties or or just misreading one of the – or not being able to stay with one of the receivers that he's going up against. Um, So I'm really surprised the
1: Raiders took him as a first-rounder. All right, so off-topic question before I forget. If you guys were getting ready to get drafted into the NFL, would you want to be a number one prospect, number one guy off the board, or would you want to be Mr. Irrelevant?
0: Mr. Irrelevant. Irrelevant.
1: Same. I mean, if you get, if you get number one, uh,
0: your contract's pretty good. <laughs> so dude.
1: It is, but then people expect all that out of you. I don't know, man. I'd rather play with a chip on my shoulder. I'd rather be the guy getting the seventh round and become an all-star like Tom Brady down the road. We're not
0: living for a day. We're living for years. Hopefully, right? So I don't care about going first round, first pick, because I think if you go first round, first pick, it's hard to live up to that expectation. Like you said, how many players first round, first pick, pick are playing NFL now five, six, seven years later, still one of the best players in the league? I mean, first overall pick, it's like you kind of get a little insurance because you are the first overall pick because the team wants you to succeed, obviously. So, and Mr. Irrelevant, you could have another guy that's just as good as you, and they pick him, and then you end up being cut. Like, just because you get picked doesn't mean like you get a roster spot. So, that's why I like NASCAR. I'd rather go number one overall than uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Because, like, I like playing with pressure. Pressure makes it so much better. I'd rather shine up. I'd rather be the guy under the radar and make something of yourself. I do, too. But but at the same time, you got to think. I kind of like insurance. I got to make sure the bills are paid, lights are turned. Yeah, dude, of course. That is the most important thing, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Because I get that. But still, at the end of the day, the NFL is very cutthroat you next year if they don't like you even That's if you're a first true. run first pick so, so let's I like go NASCAR, man. how can, you're you're driving for yourself if you screw up it's on you so let's go through some of the um who you guys thought had a good draft who you guys thought didn't have a good draft obviously brandon doesn't like the giants draft um does anyone have any opinions on who did good and who did awful
1: uh
0: uh I know that's kind of are like you? jumping right on you because the draft literally just ended, but
1: all right, so real quick, are you guys surprised Jake Fromm went so late?
0: A little bit. Not only oh, that. He had a really bad Not only that, the Florida International kid got drafted before him.
1: And you're like, who's that? Who's that guy? Kind of like the TCU wide receiver that got drafted before uh, Justin, Justin Jackson. Jefferson. Yeah, go ahead, Brandon. Justin Jefferson, um, go ahead, Anthony.
0: I uh, there's a kid from Oregon, uh, Jawan Johnson, big big receiver, six four two thirty. He didn't get signed. Um, I was really hoping that he was going to get signed. He's from Jersey. He oh, is, drafted? You mean he might get signed yeah, on, drafted. on drafted? I hope he does right. get signed. I meant drafted. Yeah. Big body, but um, does struggle a little bit out in the field. But just big man, big body. If they know and if a knows how to use him right, I think they'd be. I think they'd be solid. Um, he's got good footwork. He can really cut. I mean, when this guy digs, I watched him play in person. When this guy digs his foot into the turf, you can hear it yards away on the sideline. You can hear the force being generated into the turf. So. Um, powerful dude, uh, good hands, but I, uh, that was a little disappointing to me, but overall, as far as any Ohio state players, obviously like awesome back, Benjamin Victor, which I think they're both being signed by the giants. Um, as far as teams, I don't really ever look at it as, as that, but, uh, I mean, you go ahead, Wes, you go first. All right. I think the Cowboys had a good draft. I liked what the Colts did. Colts got, uh, Jonathan Taylor in that. USC receiver um, Pittman. Oh Great. yeah, that's that's uh, Oregon's receiver. Uh, Oregon's Oregon's receiver brother, is Michael, brother. Pittman. Michael, Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman, USC. Yeah. USC. Yep. They also addressed uh, Julian Blackman, the safety, and they also got Jacob Beeson, quarterback from Washington, that can learn under uh, Philip Rivers. They want. They got an interesting quarterback room with uh, Jacoby Brissett still there. So maybe New England may want to trade for him if. You know, he's on the trading block. So that's a very interesting quarterback room to look at. But I thought the Colts did a good job. I thought that um, Philadelphia Eagles didn't really do good. Uh, we've been talking about it, and the fans have showed it. Majority of them. And now, like, all the fans are backtracking saying, Oh, I wasn't a terrible pick. It's like one of these uh, guys that I went to college with, who's now like a, a radio producer down there. He was like, um, I saw his Twitter. He was like, if you want um, Justin Jefferson, you got to pick him right here. And he was so hyped for Justin Jefferson, and they picked Jalen Rager. And he goes, well, Jalen Rager was the right pick. I mean, if you want Jordan Matthews, you pick Justin Jefferson. If you want Stephon Diggs, you pick Jalen Rager. I'm like, that is not who Jalen Rager is. Like, Jalen Rager at the ceiling is Percy Harvin. And then the whole Jalen Hurts thing, we discussed about it. And then it's like, Philly's like, oh, we want to be a quarterback factory. Who, who wants to be a quarterback factory in the NFL? If you have multiple quarterbacks, you have zero quarterbacks. That's the old saying in the book. <laughs> I'm still so surprised the Panthers just picked all defense.
1: Every single I love player it. is a
0: defensive player. I love it. Matt rules a big defensive coach, and you got they've picked Um Yordagos Montos, the Penn State kid. They're stacking up on the defensive line, applying pressure. I like it. I like what Carolina does. I think the Cowboys made out pretty good having CD Lamb. For receiving squad and Trevon Diggs. And you mentioned in our, like, pre-draft talks that, like, Dak Prescott doesn't have someone that can make big plays. Well, C.D. Lamb makes big plays all the time. And he stays down there. And, you know, he tore up in the Big 12 championship game in the same stadium that the Cowboys do. So they were able to address corner, get a defensive tackle, um, try to replace center with um, Tyler Tyler Beads. That's a weird-ass name. But I don't like what the Packers did either. I thought they had the worst draft. Being a 13-3 and 3 team, you should improve on your needs, and I felt like they didn't. It was a little, little too late. I mean, they got a lot of players. I think they got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. They had 10 picks, and their top pick was Jordan Love. Like we said, he's going to sit under Rodgers most likely. For not, not only for this year, but for like three or four years. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm asking the trade to go to the Chargers. Like, straight up, I'm dead serious. That Packers franchise has literally treated him, like, terribly. Like, he wants to win a Super Bowls, as many as he can, and finish with Green Bay like he said he wanted to. He wanted to finish as a Packer. And the Packers are just doing everything that is just trying to turn him off and just try to go somewhere else. But I think the Packers have a couple problems on their own with getting rid of Mike McCarthy. I, I don't understand why you got rid of him. And he's not even coaching anymore, is he? No, he's a Cowboys coach now. Uh, oh, Cowboys. But, yeah, to get rid of him. And I don't know, man. I don't know if I would like playing with Aaron Rodgers. He's got a great arm. He's a great quarterback. But he kind of seems like a little bit of a dick. And he kind of seems a little bit too, like, Not really. to even pump his team up. If he doesn't like something, he'll just sit on the sideline, uh, sit on the bench, and be pissed about it. But I mean, clearly, he's a leader. He's won tons of games. He's a great quarterback. But he's, I think, he's a little bit of a questionable, um, questionable player as far as his character goes.
1: Brandon, you have any opinions on the draft? Final thoughts? Uh, Uh, Yeah, man. I, I, I think the Cardinals did pretty good. I like what they did. Um, just, I mean, starting with their first pick, I mean, he's an outstanding player and all across the board, I think the Cardinals drafted well, uh, added to what they already got in free agency and what they traded for. Um, and now that I'm looking at the Giants draft board, it doesn't look too bad. I mean, we improved in areas that we needed. Um, but as far as teams that didn't do well, like you said, the Eagles, um, I mean, really Tampa, Chicago didn't do anything either.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I, I like the Giants, man. I like their picks. I think getting Andrew Thomas from Georgia is a good pick. I think that'll give some protection to uh, to Daniel Jones. Then you got the Xavier McKinley from Alabama as safety. That'll add some depth in your in your defense back there that you're having trouble with. You got Shane—I don't know how to say his last name—Lemieux from Oregon. And I'm not even bullshitting you. This guy's got a motor. This guy will run your ass over. So i I saw him on his pro day, and if you got these two big ass linemen right now, Andrew Thomas and Shane Lemieux, you're gonna Daniel Jones is gonna be pretty uh, pretty protected. I just hope that he'll be able to have some playmakers with them signing Austin Mac. I do believe so, and Benjamin Victor. They're gonna have some targets. He's gonna have some targets to throw to. Um, well, let's but say that, they could get that defense together. I think they'll be all right. Honestly, this year, I really do. Well, let's say this. Let's say they go three and thirteen. They have the eights? Yeah, let's just say they do, because I think they are going to go three and thirteen. I mean, that's that's I I don't like the Giants at all, but I think that's.
1: But man, hey, you got to get, get think, chemistry.
0: This team now, you got the pieces. I think that's a,
1: chemistry. I think that's a far that's a far stretch with their new coach. I, I like their new coach, Joe Judge. I know, but I'm saying for the worst of the worst.
0: Let's say they end up being the worst team in the NFL next year. You're gonna have so much leverage with uh, Trevor Lawrence being the the probably the top prospect that you could trade with New England, who gabbled up or um, gobbled up 13 picks for next year, and you can just go ahead and just draft picks after picks after picks, or even Jacksonville. So as a Giants fan, you could look forward to that if you wanted to. <laughs> But, yeah, I agree Uh, with Cardinals. Cardinals did a good draft. I love what Denver did. I'm happy as a Denver – they didn't pick a tackle, which kind of concerned me. That was a big need because I think Garrett Bowles is a bust. But maybe they'll pick that next year or, like, sign one of these other guys that end up getting cut from teams or make a training camp. I think I said Los Angeles Chargers before. If I did, I apologize about that. There's so many L.A. teams now. There's two L.A. teams. (laughs) Los – (laughs) <laughs> oh my God! I'm getting so mixed up with this with these new stupid ass teams. They picked Angeles. good. Oh, I hate this. Just keep it San Diego. Why do you have to change it? Yes, Los Angeles Chargers and Los Angeles Rams. The Chargers uh, picked good. They they picked Kenneth Murray, who I love. You think they picked good? Really? Yeah, I love Kenneth Damn, Murray. Boy. I like Justin Herbert as like a developmental quarterback. I'm still thinking they're gonna. I still think they're gonna sign Cam or some or uh, somebody at some point. I really well, you got Jameis Winston and Cam Newton still available. Yeah, that's a, and Cam Newton's the big domino. You know, all these. Cor- it seems like everyone has a quarterback now, and the Chargers are that team that it's like, yeah, they could use one. I mean, I think New England's going to look into the future next year, either with Justin Fields or with um, Trevor Lawrence. But you know, I think the Chargers, Justin Herbert, good player, Joshua Kelly, good player, look right from their backyard. We already talked about K.J. Hill. Joe Reed from Virginia, he was a good player for uh, for down in the ACC. I mean, I think they did pretty well. And being a Broncos fan, it's okay. Kansas City did pretty good, too, which kind of concerns me a bit. But, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this. The Baltimore Ravens, they had a fantastic draft. J.K. Dobbins, yeah, the Ravens did good. They definitely did good. Patrick Queen in the first round, he's a versatile linebacker that can run side to side. He's a bit undersized, but he's a very fast linebacker. You know, Justin uh, Makubiki, I totally probably butchered that, but he's a great defensive tackle. He was one of the top five tackles in the draft, and they're just improving on that defensive line. So the Ravens are totally going to stay on top. They got your boy Malik Harrison from Ohio State. Yeah, Ravens did good. They definitely did good. That team's not going away anytime soon. <laughs> really not. And with the potential talk of them possibly signing Antonio Brown, if you go, you give him that option with Lamar Jackson and his cousin Hollywood Brown on the other side,
1: Now, uh, Antonio Brown needs to go away.
0: <laughs> he's not going to. You know damn well he,
1: the he's gonna he leave. really he doesn't deserve to play in the NFL.
0: Well, speaking of, we'll yeah, speak of not going your way,
1: Gronk is back. <laughs> big surprise.
0: Yeah, big surprise. He gets traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it only cost him a fourth round pick. So, what do you think? Good trade, bad trade for Gronk to reunite with Tom Brady.
1: Of course it's a good trade. That's a no-brainer. They'll have a ring ring this year.
0: Uh, I mean, like I said before about Tua with injuries, this guy's been in the hospital probably more than anybody I know, and he's only 30. Uh, Proven tight end, clearly. One of the best that I've seen play in my generation, obviously. Just Big natural size, good route runner, great hands, can jump, can break tackles. I mean, it's just the overall NFL tight end that every team wants, but it's, dude, he stepped away for you know a while to get away from football. Now he's saying he's coming back. Is he gonna be ready to play in the NFL? I know his body needed rest, but is he gonna be ready to play in the NFL? I mean it's simple enough. Is he gonna be ready? And it's. I mean, like I said, he's 30 now, so I don't know. It's tough. It's really tough to say. I, I think he'll – I want to say he's going to be one of those players that's going to be kind of bouncing in and out, not getting the ball as much. Um, but who knows? Really, who knows? Well, one, he's pretty young to bounce back from – the thing he retired from was his injuries and his body ache. So you give him a year, he's probably going to feel really good, and it looked like he bulked up a bit winning the WWE and doing all that stuff with them. He looked in good shape there, but, like, you're right. Getting in football shape is a totally different thing. And I think Gronkowski Gronkowski has a good motor to get in football shape pretty fast. So I'm not going to doubt him on that. This ain't like Jason Witten coming back like what happened last year with the Cowboys. But it's a good get for Tom Brady to bring more guys from a winning culture down with him. And Gronk is definitely going to be – a uh, hard working guy trying to show up that tight end room with OJ Howard and Cameron Brate already in there. So they already got a lot of players, but yeah, they're, they're loaded to make a run when it comes to uh, the passing game wise with uh, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, now Rob Gronkowski, OJ Howard in there. So Bruce Aarons and Tom Brady are going to have a lot of targets to work with. Um shared ball load. I, I think there's weakness is running back, but they did draft a kid from Vanderbilt who is a bit shifty and fast. I, I expect high things from Tampa. And they worked on the offensive line getting Tristan Worst, which was a great pick. They had a great draft. I think, like you said, Tampa knows what the hell they're doing. And when they make the NFC Championship this year, me, you, Brandon, we're all going to Buck Stadium.
1: Yeah, come on down. Seriously, I've I never been to that Steve. For the
0: ticket, for the ticket information, guys, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because after the Grand Trade, their phone lines must have lit up like times two since Tom Brady joined there. Without a doubt. I just hope that he's good to play. I hope he doesn't get hurt. That's the only thing that I can say, because he's had, like I think, four back surgeries, two forearm surgeries, and then I think he had, yeah, yeah, he had a high ankle sprain at one point. I think he had surgery on that, too. Big body, more to break. Um, yeah, but like you said, Wes, just getting back into football shapes completely different. I, th- I think he'll be okay. I think they just need to limit his miles on his body. Well, th- which they will because they got, like I said, they got O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait still there. So right. it's not like New England where after Aaron Hernandez, he was literally the only guy there. So uh, so what about you? About no draft there, eh? That's about it. Who are you talking to? Your dog? <laughs> nah, you, guy. <laughs> oh, I'm not drafted. I'm retired. <laughs> retired. Oh, I see. I see. I'm retired, retired from the game. Retired from
1: NASCAR Hall of Fame. Went out, went out a winner. Gronkowski had four back surgeries?
0: Yeah, pretty sure. How, yeah. Do you bow-
1: how, do you, how do you bounce back from that and keep playing football?
0: Dude, I have no idea. It's, it, genetics. Seriously. Drugs. Genetics. Yeah, probably man. CBD oil. It's well, whatever Gronk, the NFL pumps them up with. Well, Gronk's a different animal. That's they, the thing, dude. You have to realize it's, it's, it really is genetics has a huge play. It's a huge advantage. He, was not, he didn't wake up one day and was like, oh, man, I want to be 6'6", 265. Like, he was born to be this. and just goes by all his brothers in the NFL, too. They're big bodies. He's got great genetics. Good for him, man. If you, if you have that, you might as well use it. Take advantage of your gift. Well, he figured out out what life after retirement is going to be. And it's pretty good for him. I I think he's going to be set for life. But, you know, once you step away from football, you're thinking, God, man, I'd miss the game. And, like, the grind, the journey is always something special. And, like, being around a team environment is always something you will never witness again or experience. So maybe – His time in Tampa Bay, maybe it's just one year or two years. Maybe Julian Edelman joins him down the road. Tampa, why not at this point? But it wouldn't surprise me. Hey, Julian Edelman might play quarterback for uh, New England now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he was a quarterback quarterback at Kent State, wasn't he? Yeah, he's already got a few touchdown passes on his uh, go career. So there's a lot of receivers that can throw the ball, man. Who is another? I think it was I don't was A.J. Green or was well, Muhammad Sanu. Sanu. But there was another player that was really had it just Antonio Brown yeah, was one. one. Antoine Randall L. Randall L. A lot of those receivers, man, they have good arms. Wesley Splane. Odell arm. Beckham. Odell Beckham, yeah. True. True. So uh, thanks for joining on this episode of Bench Bros. We are officially on Apple Podcast now, so you can go ahead, type us in in the search bar, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating. It's a good, it's a good rating, so uh, give us a five-star. I mean, come on. So we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are available as long with Anchor. Um, Brandon, any last thoughts until we
1: head out of here? Man, I hope the Giants picked right this year. Hopefully. That's it. Anthony,
0: I do not care about the NFL. I can't wait for Whoa. college football and NASCAR. So, um, and hockey and everything else. But uh yeah, no. It was a it was a pretty good draft. Um just like we mentioned before a little surprised about some guys that didn't get signed or didn't get drafted, but best of luck to them. And, yes, like Wesley said, we are now on Apple Podcasts, so check us out on that. All our episodes are on on that and then other media services alike. And also we have a website, so we're going to be writing some blogs on there, having some people write for us. And, yeah, it's the best way to stay up to date with what we're going to be putting out there. Yeah, always stay up to date. You can follow us on Twitter, at Bench Bros., and on Facebook, Bench Bros 2019, along with the Instagram page of Original Bench Bros. So you can keep up to date there and also go to our WordPress, read some couple of blogs that we wrote, uh, thebenchbros.wordpress.com. You can look there. And let us know. Comment down below. What do you think about your draft? Did your t- uh, draft do really good? are you uh, disappointed with how your team drafted? Let us know what your thoughts and you, if you're already looking forward to the 2021 NFL draft, cause you know, you're just going to stink that bad. So, we, we really don't know how good these drafts are until two years down the road. So it's a lot of hype right now. And I love the NFL draft for that. So, all right. I'm Wesley Splang. Um, you can follow us on bench bro. So hope you join us next time. We out. We out.